0: The status of voting rights in the state has been in flux for some time now since we've got two opposing views which have partially been uh, litigated. One, trying to restrict access to the ballot box by both limiting the time at which people can vote and also putting restrictions on uh, their ability to to reach the polls uh, through identification. When some of these issues were abruptly, uh, were abruptly resolved about a month or two ago, we acted swiftly in order to provide the greatest access to the polls possible. This city is committed to access to the ballot box for everyone. And that's why we added staff. That is why we opened polling stations at all the public libraries, uh, two around the University of Wisconsin campus, which is one of the most populated areas of the city, and even at one of our streets facilities where we, we didn't have a public library uh, nearby. That was in our effort to geographically get polling places available uh, for absentee balloting throughout the community. With me uh, is, is Mary Beth, who, our city clerk, who has just done an outstanding job. She and her department have been working under extreme pressure, but they are ensuring that everyone will have an opportunity to vote within the law and uh, that their vote will be accurately and fairly counted. Uh, there's two things that, that I, I wish to uh, mention, and then, and then we'll hear from, from Mary Beth. Uh, The first is that we've already set a record for absentee balloting here in our our community. Uh, The record for absentee ballots received was 29,199 in 2012, four years ago, just shy of 30,000, and we're already past 32,000 ballots received. Remember, this is different than how many were mailed out? Because unfortunately, not everyone who receives uh, an astronaut absentee ballot sends it in. Uh, again, we've been working at uh, about a dozen different stations. The second thing is because of this overwhelming response between now and election day, we need additional staff to do the data entry and the clerical work of processing these absentee ballots, which are a little more complicated than a, a regular ballot that is cast on election day. For that reason, our office offices uh, sent out a notification to all department division heads for them to identify staff who've got the, the skill and the talent, uh, who can quickly go through a, a modest training course, and we'll probably be putting close to a half a dozen to a dozen additional city employees Uh, at the disposal of the clerk's office to process these uh, ballots as they come in over the next two weeks. So We've
1: had um, for the in-person absentee voting so far as of yesterday 26,527 ballots cast at at the libraries, at Street East, on campus, in the clerk's office. Sequoia Library is the most popular spot to cast your absentee ballot. It has surpassed the clerk's office in popularity, but you're not seeing the lines like we've seen in past presidential elections where uh, sometimes the fire marshal would have to kick people out of the building uh, because there are so many locations. Uh, Voters aren't having to stand in line for two hours. There might be 7 to 15 people in line at once. Uh, The feedback we're getting is that... The uh, experience of voting at the library has been wonderful and um, much more accessible to the voters. We've heard from people who've never voted before, but because it was available at the library, they took advantage of that opportunity. So I would not be surprised if we had 40,000 absentee ballots cast in person. We've broken every record that we've had previously as a city for absentee ballots, uh, the only number that's down is the number of ballots sent through the mail and that's because people are voting absentee in person. Questions?
2: Have you guys been able to budget uh, Do to the popularity? Have you guys been able to budget for all this um, extra? So we,
0: we are budgeted for it. We may have to make some adjustments uh, at year end as we normally do when we get some uh, more data in as to total number of hours worked. Keep in mind, the budget varies every year depending upon how many elections there are and what kind of an election. Uh, an odd year where the only thing on the ballot will be county elections is a relatively inexpensive ballot. Uh, presidential November elections every four years are, of course, the highest turnout and the most expensive to staff. We anticipated a regular presidential election this year, but we did not anticipate the uh, court uh, decisions and what that would do to open up accessibility. And so we responded very quickly at a council meeting about two months ago, authorizing uh, the clerk's office to make uh, balloting available as soon as possible. And now as we're seeing these record levels we're making staff adjustments. In some cases, if uh, we'll be able to get other departments to uh, loan their, their employees for some of the clerical and administrative work, uh, we won't have uh, large run-ups in terms of overtime. Mary okay. Beth, anything else you wanted?
1: No, well, there, there will be a budget adjustment and we knew that going into this election.
2: As far as, like, um, besides the staff, the extra staff needed, has there been anything else that you've needed to adapt to um, with the popularity of the board?
1: We have had to order more envelopes for absentee ballots. Our initial order for the year was for all the turnout we thought we'd see this year plus the two elections we'll have next year. And we know that we're going to surpass that total number, so more envelopes are being printed right now.
2: If the GOP legislature had never decided to tamper or, I guess, tinker with the early voting and getting rid of it on the weekends and never had to go to court, safe to say that we wouldn't have seen six weeks? I mean, did, in other words, did they kind of shoot themselves in the foot by overreaching and then having the courts knock it back and, and the city of Madison to say, well, we're going to have it starting September 26th?
0: Short answer is yes. If uh, we hadn't run into the litigation and the judge had not ordered this period for absentee balloting, it would have been shorter. Uh, we would have had probably a more compression, and that would have been long lines, which, of course, we don't have the lines now, as, as was just explained.
1: But could you about the number of ballots um, received by email, and so how many? I guess if they were requested by email as well. Uh, that's the number, uh, and that's 1,415 number of voters who requested that we send them their ballot as an email attachment. So most of those are voters who are temporarily or permanently overseas, and uh, of those, we've received 537 back to be counted. So the voter prints out their ballot and sends it to us through the mail.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And and because that ballot is not printed on the normal paper that we use, it's got to be handled just a little bit differently. And Let me point out, there is a paper record, obviously, of every single vote cast here in in our state. Mm -hmm. That's the way we work, so there's no chance of, of any kind of miscount uh, as they votes are tabulated. There's always a backup paper ballot.
2: Do you, uh, I mean, We saw this story at Green Bay yesterday where the obviously there was some contention over adding a, another location outside the city offices. Do you hope Madison serves as kind of a template going forward, either of you?
0: Your question is part of what prompted... There, there are two things that prompted our decision uh, this afternoon to have this this press briefing. Uh, one was the fact that uh, we're adding more staff. We wanted people to know that we were going to be uh, pulling out of other offices. But the other one was our deep concern about what happened in Green Bay and the notion that a local official, be it a clerk or city clerk or it be an elected official, would do anything to thwart voter turnout is just repugnant. To, to what we think is the uh, culture and the constitutional standard by which we operate that's a standard where we want everyone to vote who is eligible to vote we don't want impediments we want accessibility and that's our job and how they vote who they vote for is is their business we have stationed uh, voting facilities. Uh, throughout the community, and as I said earlier, even where we had uh, an absence of of libraries on one segment of the east side, we're using a streets division uh, facility uh, for people to cast their ballots.
2: As a clerk, do you understand where she was coming from when she wrote that letter and asked about? Not at all. Why why do you say that? Uh,
1: Because as a clerk, it's not your job to be concerned about what the... Uh, election results are, who's going to be elected. You're concerned about the process and it's your job to facilitate the right to vote no matter who your voters are going to be casting their vote for.
2: What about that? She cited the statute saying it can't give a partisan advantage. Is that something that clerks consider or is that...
1: Um, No. It's, um, It's the job of the clerk to make sure that The voters throughout their municipality are able to cast their votes and uh, part of that is figuring out uh, whether the the spaces where you can cast those votes are distributed uh, geographically and it's the same thing for Election Day. If you're a municipality where on campus there are long lines uh, for voting on Election Day then you have to address that and you have to maybe split up a polling place or you have to uh, add proper staffing to that polling place. So there's no excuse for that.
0: And if I were the mayor of a community faced with that problem, I would have said the solution is not to curtail the number of places to vote, but to add to them. If, if, if we had a problem here where uh, one side of the city or the other had fewer polling places, and that's what we did. We said we've got a deficit. Look at the map. East side, we've got a vast geographic area without coverage. We don't have a library. Okay, we'll go to streets. Any other questions? Okay, has everybody in the room voted or will be voting? Good. You all got your IDs? And let's let's just do a reminder about that, by the way. At least there be any confusion. If you're unsure whether your ID is valid, you can go and vote and get a provisional ballot. But more importantly, you can come to any of our facilities now. Now's the time to do it if you don't know whether or not your identification is valid. And we can tell you at any of these sites if it meets the statutory standard, or if it does not, what you need to do to have a valid ID. This is a perfect time to do it. It's still two weeks before the election, and and if there's any questions, while well, you still can try to vote on, on election day with a provisional ballot, now's the time to go out and check your ID make sure uh, w- whether or not it's valid.
1: And the address on your ID does not matter. That's a common misconception that if you haven't updated your address with the DMV, that that somehow affects your ID for voting purposes. But all you're doing is proving your identity. And so it doesn't matter if your ID has an old address on it.
0: My apologies for being late. Um, and maybe you have addressed this question already, Mr. Mayor. Um, the national news this morning was about um, polling places in schools for exi- certain being pulled or moved because of security potential. Has that been a problem here at all yet? Or we, have not had, we have not had any security issues and we, we certainly in the Madison tradition hope that we don't. And let me just say going back to the question about Green Bay and putting up the facilities, as someone who's run for, for office um, one of the most important elements of any campaign is hoping for the highest turnout possible. I don't know of a credible candidate for any office in this country who would not want the highest possible uh, turnout on Election Day. Okay. We got it. A couple of people came in late. We'll be glad to stay and answer any questions. And after all, it is you, George. Okay, thanks.